Welcome to Get Connected with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. We are delighted that you have joined us live via Facebook, KLTT Online, 670 AM KLTT, and to our listening audience on KLDC Online, 1220 AM KLDC, and on ctkradio.org. In addition, you can watch Get Connected on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries. For those viewing on Facebook, we ask that you share Bishop Ajala's message with others so that they too can be blessed. We invite you to call in or email us your prayer requests. To call in, you may call 720-859-1737 or email us at info at kcconline.org. Now, let's get ready to hear the word of faith. Here is Bishop Ajala. Jesus said, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and, and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. I want to welcome you to get connected with Bishop Israel Adeyajala today. Um, we have in the studio today a friend of mine and a brother, a man that was and is still a pastor. For many years, pastor a very large church here in Denver Metro here. I mean, big church, thousands. And the Lord spoke to him to leave that comfort behind. And now he moved to East Kovacs to begin to reach out to the down and out, to begin to reach out to the people that are you know, struggling. And the, the ministry is called Jesus on Kovacs. I want to welcome uh, Pastor Sean Shikerman to our studio this 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 morning you are welcome sir thank you yes. great to be here i am so happy that you are you are here today i know you are you are very busy a lot a lot is going on tell our viewer and our listener a little bit about yourself where you where you are pastoring and then you know what you are doing now yeah, I, I was uh, about a 30-year pastor before I got to this journey. Um, I spent uh, just shy of 26 years at a church in southeast part of the metro area. Uh, you know, came to 100 people in the um, cafeteria of a middle school, Laredo Middle School, actually. Yeah. Wow. And, um, yeah, over a quarter century, three building programs, several thousand people coming to the church. 
at the end, you know, big staff, big building, mm-hmm. smoking hot band leading worship. <laughs> um, we were kind of a suburban uh, mini mega church success story mm-hmm. and loved it. You know, we reached a lot of lost people, yes. I think made a big impact in the community. Um, but as you know, Bishop, yes. leading a big church is tiring. <laughs> yes. And I, I burned out. Um, and just kind of ran out of gas, bout of depression, couldn't get out of bed for a few weeks. Wow. Just a struggle. And I, I healed up from that and I came back and it was just clear it was time to be done. Mm. So I, I stepped down. Um, I was 57. had no idea what I was going to do next. Mm. I, I looked at seminary positions and um, wasn't ready to retire. Really thought probably the easiest way to make a living would have been to do some teaching, preaching, conferences, coaching, consulting. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> But our heart had always been in the inner city, and about four months, I had a year sabbatical at the end, so I didn't need to make money right away. Um, but four months after I stepped down, I, uh, I rode my motorcycle from Southeast Metro mm-hmm. um, in the shadow of this large church God mm-hmm. had used us to build. Mm-hmm. And I came up, and I rode down Colfax Avenue, and I, you know, it's got to be the Holy Spirit. I just felt like I'd come home. Wow. Like, this is where I was supposed to be wow. next. and. Wow. Yeah, so we just sort of, um, you know, started kind of following our nose a little bit. I uh, And maybe one story will set a bit of a tone for where we were drawn. We had connections in the motel community, which for those who aren't familiar, it's a step up from street level. And people mm-hmm. move back and forth. Uh, very expensive, twelve to $1,600 a month, wow. filled with folks with um, mental illness, addiction issues, drug dealers, prostitutes. My first night in a... In a East Colfax Motel was kind of a Christmas party. Mm. Uh, the ministry we were connected with at that point came with a truck, hot chocolate. We were singing Christmas carols, gifts for the kiddos. <laughs> yes. Well, I got there, and I spent a lot of time around poverty when I was younger, but I, I was kind of out of shape. And I Pace Center Motel, the name of Motel. Mm. And I park in the front, old low motel. I walk to the back, and about halfway down on the left is um, a cop car, mm-hmm. crime scene tape over the door. Wow. Uh, not a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, real life. We went back and slowly the story filtered down that um, a lady had in, in the room, early 30s, three kids, had been uh, raped and beaten to death. Wow. The body was still in the room. And, you know, a few of us kind of went and did a little candlelight vigil for afterwards. But again, I'm, I'm shook up. I'm driving at that point from my nice home in the suburbs. And I'm in the middle of poverty. And it's this is not CSI. This is a real dead person. Yeah. And but, so that, I mean, that shook me up. What shook me up more was uh, the next day or the day after I thought, I know she has kids. I got to go back and find out if anybody knows anything about her. Mm-hmm. I go back to the motel. I talk to the owner. I talk to the manager. I talk to the people living on either side of her. Nobody knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows anything about her kids. Nobody knows if there's going to be a funeral service. And it was one of those moments, and I won't say it as bluntly as I might in another setting, but uh, on East Colfax, people come and people go, people live and people die, and nobody seems to care. Mm. <clears throat> so, so they're nameless, they're faceless, mm. and I think somewhere in my 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 little heart, um, I think I probably said to to Jesus, "Well, maybe my wife and I could come and care. Mm. Maybe we could come and make a life among the poor mm. and the broken, mm. and uh, and love them." Yeah, so it's I, I literally I I I feel like God plucked us um, out of this big church in a wealthy suburb and just dropped us in the middle of the worst poverty in the Denver metro area. Wow, 
I call it a promotion, by the way. It's a promotion. It's a promotion. <laughs> well, in, in, you see, I, I don't want people who God has blessed with money to feel guilty and feel despondent because we need each other. Absolutely. We need you. I, our church is here on East Colfax where Brother Sean has come over and what he is doing on East Colfax is amazing. When, when our path crossed, I thought, oh, I got my twin brother from different mother <laughs> because what is moving my heart is what is moving his heart. You know, and I just, I just feel that, you know, it's so easy for us to, to be worshiping and somebody's drowning around us and we just, we are so used to it that we open our eyes and then we saw them drowning and then we close our eyes again and we are worshiping. And God is saying, what are you doing? And I said, I, we can say, we are worshiping. Yeah. And God yeah. is saying, do you know what worship means? Worship means taking care of that one that is sinking. Worship means talking for somebody who has no voice. Worship means providing the extension of my hand to the ones who cannot lift up his own hand. And that's what uh, Brother Sean is doing. Tell us more about the building that God has provided for you and what you want to use that building for. Can I take one side note and, yes. and say how we ended up living in one of the motels? Yes, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because <laughs> we, you know, when we got started on this and focused on it, we weren't quite ready to sell our home in, in South Southeast Metro area. But we really, we did not, um, we did not want to do um, drive-in, drive-by ministry. Drive-in mm. from the suburbs, mm -hmm. do our bit. Mm -hmm. uh, go back home at the end of the night. Mm. So first, we we thought about buying a little house back in the neighborhood. Well, I I discovered my income stream had changed a little bit from <laughs> from being a senior pastor to being a missionary. We couldn't afford to buy a house. We we talked we talked about looking at an apartment. And one day we're in the we're doing our drill, which is in the motels, knocking on doors, building relationships, mm -hmm. loving people. And uh, my my wife Diane turns to me and she says, "You know what we should do." I said, no, what? She said, we should move in one of these motels and live there for a year. And then maybe you could write a book and it'll help pay the bills down the road. <laughs> now, uh, living in one of these motels means you're living in the middle of um, um, several. We've had several friends be shot and killed uh, mm. this summer. It's been a violent mm. summer. You know, it's a tough it's a tough world. She said it. This is how committed she was to it. She didn't. When I brought it up the next day, she didn't quite remember saying it to me. <laughs> she said that to me and I went, oh, <laughs> I don't think I went, oh, yay, that's the voice of Jesus. <laughs> I, I went, that's the voice of Jesus. Amen. Right? To be, you know, the, this word gets thrown around, incarnational. Mm -hmm. You know, the word became flesh, became incarnate, mm -hmm. made us dwelling among us, pitched his tent among us. Mm -hmm. And it's not for everybody, but Jesus said, you're going to go live in the middle of the people you love. Amen. You're going to share life with them. Amen. And you're going to deal with the headaches of it. So, yeah, so that's that's kind of ground zero. But I, now I can talk about the vision. Yeah, talk about it. Because, you know what? When there is vision, yeah. there will be provision. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Provision does not precede vision. Vision first, and then provision. And God has provided a 26,000 square foot building. 24,000 square 24, feet. 24,000 yeah. square feet building right there on, on Koufax. Yep. And I've taught the building. I, I know our ministry and your ministry, we are going to do some work mm -hmm. together 
because that's a tool. It's not the ministry. It's a tool. Tell us more about that. Well, my first day um, on Colfax, actually, I, well, the one thing I knew I wasn't supposed to do when I got up here was to do um, what's central to what you do, which mm -hmm. is to build a church and have a building and mm -hmm. worship service. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like God said to me, you're an old white guy in a community that doesn't look much like you. <laughs> you're, you're not going to build a church. I'm like, it's the one thing I know how to do. He said, yes, yeah, sir, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so our focus was really on people. But my, my first day in Colfax, I, I was just out walking Colfax and praying and seeing there were a lot of empty buildings. Mm -hmm. And I'm just praying, saying, Lord, there's got to be some redemptive kingdom use for these buildings. Mm -hmm. And I happened to look in the window of one, and it just, um, I was like, I think like the Holy Spirit said, pray over this one. And so I started praying over it. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, it's a long story with a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for it. I prayed over it for two years, got in the building, saw it. One of the two buildings has been empty for over 30 years. Wow. Sat there, nothing in it. I had people told, tell me, when I said I want to buy those buildings and turn it into a ministry center, my idea was to bring together six or eight ministries, mm -hmm. serving the poor, the poor broadly mm -hmm. with the gospel and with help with work mm -hmm. and with addiction and mm -hmm. all of that. And um, people told me I was an idiot to want to buy the building. Mm. So when people tell you you're an idiot, there's one or two possibilities. Mm -hmm. Either you are an idiot <laughs> Or it's a vision from God. Yes. And this was a vision from God. Yep. Uh -huh. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, so we, we really envision a range of things in the building, um, including some creative restaurant space that will serve both poor and, and rich alike, mm -hmm. a coffee shop, a family room area where our friends, street-level friends, motel friends, have no place to hang out and be treated with dignity. Um, we want to do some art in the building, art mm -hmm. from the margins. Mm -hmm. uh, folks who are poor and broken are gifted artists. Nobody ever knows about it. Mm -hmm. We especially have a heart for the issues behind addiction. Mm. Um, when I got here, I realized that addiction is rarely about the addiction. Mm -mm. Um, and I know you've done work in this population, too. Yes. We know a lot of prostitutes. Um, mm. Everyone who we know the story, horrifically sexually assaulted as a child. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So there's all this unresolved trauma, uh, mental health stuff. Um, brain damage, mm. lack of community. Mm. So a lot of our friends act crazy, not because they're crazy and lazy, because mm -hmm. they're really broken. Yeah. And they need the healing power of Jesus and the best the world has to offer, too, scientifically, to bring mm. healing to them. Yeah. So we really anticipate half of that building. I, I'm just starting to call that part of it the healing center. Amen. It's going to be a place where the poor can come and be healed. Amen. You see, we are going to go on a short break, but before we go, I want you to get prepared because Brother Sean is going to tell us how we can be involved in that ministry, how we can partner with him to get that thing done. You know, it's so easy to, to come and give you some graphic details of, you know, to whip up your emotion. If it is emotion, it will only last for so much and then you disappear. But if it is a call, you feel a burden, a call, then you can be part of it. Because this is not for everybody. I mean, when I was in Amsterdam, I mean, I did a lot of prayer work and talk at Red Light District. It's not for everybody. <laughs> no, and so when not. I came to Denver and I worked with some other guys at church in the city and, you know, kind of be the segue into how to reach out into the city of Denver Metro, this is home for me. East Kovacs, they all know who we are. We give out food. We minister to them. 
in a holistic way, which I call the two hands of the gospel. Feed their spirit and feed their body. We will be right back after this. Thank you, Bishop, and thank you, Sean, for that powerful and amazing testimony. Listeners, I know you want to hear more, and more is coming. But first, we have some important announcements for you. We are excited to continue to let you know that we are now having in-person services at Kingdom Connection on Sundays at 8.30, 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m., and on Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. You are more than welcome to come and attend our in-person services. CDC guidelines will be acknowledged. Join us for our Spirit and the Word Conference that will be held September 23rd through the 27th. That's Wednesday through Sunday. Um, it will take place Wednesday through Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. and on Sunday at our regular service times. You don't want to miss this dynamic conference where our very own Bishop Israel Ade Ajala will be ministering. The conference will be both in person and with services online. Today at Kingdom Connection Christian Center, we will be giving away free groceries until 2 p.m. And you are welcome to come for our drive-through or walk-up to receive those free groceries. And every Thursday, we are here with more free groceries from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Kingdom Connection, Kingdom Connection is located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora. You may call us for more information at 720-859-1737. Also, you can join us live on live stream for all of our services. You can join us on Facebook at Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and on YouTube at Ade Ajala Ministries. Join us tonight at 7 p.m. Sunday, 8.30, 10 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. And finally, you can support this radio ministry to reach more people by going to adeajala.org. That's A-D-E-A-J-A-L-A.org and click on donate. Every donation is tax deductible. Wow, Bishop, that was such a powerful testimony uh, yes. that Sean gave. And Sean, I, I'd like to ask you a question. In your experience with the people that, that you've met, um, our brothers and our sisters um, that you've met, you shared that, for example, addiction isn't just addiction. There's a story behind it. And so many stories, I'm sure, that you've heard. Sean, how can the church as we know it today begin to love our brothers and sisters on Colfax. What can we do? What can we say? Um, how do we go about it? That's a great question and a complex question. Mm -hmm. um, actually, one of the things I say to people uh, when I get asked this question is I don't usually start with talking about Colfax. I start with talking to people about their own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, it is, it is uh, inescapable in the scriptures that God has a special heart for the poor and the lost and the mm -hmm. broken. Um, and it's, uh, uh, for a lot of us, we believe they only live in clusters like East Colfax. Mm -hmm. 
the reality, all of us um, have people in our network who are overlooked and ignored mm. for a variety of reasons. Addiction is just as rampant. Well, maybe not just as rampant in the suburbs, but I pastored there. It's there. Mental illness is there. And so usually I say to people, why don't you pray and ask God to let your eyes fall on one person who's really broken mm. and that you would just make a commitment. And this is really important, important. You would not make a commitment to try to fix them. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friends are sick of people trying to fix them, mm-hmm. right? Because that means, you know, I got my life together. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. fix you. Yeah. No, find somebody who's really broken and just become a friend with them. Mm-hmm. A friend, mm-hmm. center, you know, we, we offer to pray with our friends. We're at motel doors. Our, our, a lot of our version of church is standing mm-hmm. in a circle with two or three or four people holding hands. I guess mm-hmm. that was more pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, You know, and inviting Jesus into that space, that Mm -hmm. healing space. And Mm -hmm. what we discover is when people are in pain, they're open to prayer. Mm. They might not want you to preach at them right away, but they're open. And so I've prayed with, I prayed with drug dealers and murderers and prostitutes. I mean, that's my church. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think if you, if somebody would just make a relationship with a broken person, Mm -hmm. build a friendship, don't feel like you got to fix them or win them to Christ right away. Feel like you got to love them right away. Mm. Let them minister to you even as you minister to them. Jesus will give you all sorts of open doors. So that's important. But I think um, I think the whole body of Christ should be aware of places like Colfax. Mm. I, I think it should be. So just even some knowledge and some awareness. Um, we, like every ministry who's doing what we're doing, we're missionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need financial support for mm-hmm. it to be able to function. This building project is, I'm raising money for it right now. Mm-hmm. Um but for some people, there are, there are creative ways, I think, to come and be a part of a street-level ministry. I know mm-hmm. the, the bishop and I have been talking a little yes. bit about we'll have some family room space in that mm-hmm. building. And so maybe Kingdom Connection comes and sponsors a couple nights a week, and mm-hmm. you come with some of your folks, mm-hmm. sit in the room. Because some people will go knock at a motel door. Mm-hmm. Um, other people would like to engage the population, but mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, literally, we had, we had a friend shot and killed in broad daylight a couple weeks ago at one of our motels. Wow. Some people get scared away, understandably. Mm-hmm. But if it's a if it's a, a a safe space and it's kind of and it's important to call it a family room. We're about building family mm-hmm. on these Colfax. Mm-hmm. And then I think any number of folks could come and just mm-hmm. sit and not sit behind a corner a counter and just hand out food because mm-hmm. that's a barrier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. some of that. Mm-hmm. Go sit on the couch next to somebody. Yep. Yeah. And say, tell me your story. Tell me your story. Tell me about yourself. And mm-hmm. you know, when you build healthy relationships, all kinds of opportunities for ministry just flow out of that, yeah. you know, yeah. opportunities to share your faith, to be Jesus to people, but also to say, you, you know, this is a person who honestly, what they really need is they really need a good counselor who can help them think through some of the pain of their life mm-hmm. and find some mm-hmm. healing. They need somebody who really knows how to pray over mm-hmm. them in a mm-hmm. deep and powerful mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and if nothing else, um, you know, find ways to be involved in your own neighborhood. Some of you can come to the street and do it. That would be great. I look forward to some ways for your church mm-hmm. to be involved in it. Financial support and partly just be a bit of a cheerleader for mm-hmm. the poor and the broken and the overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they get ignored by the world. And they're not, um, most of what, a lot of what we do is we treat people with dignity. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. created in the image of God as we are. And they deserve to be treated respectfully. And they get really treated like crap. Sorry for the expression. I but know. they do. They do. There's also one thing I notice, and I, I hope, and I know you've noticed that too, is so racially diverse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. In other words, at the bottom of the ladder, 
where the poverty is on East Covers here, nobody cares whether you are white, you are black, you are brown. We are all human beings trying to, to survive, basically. And I was, watch, I was walking down, doing my prayer walk on Koufax just recently, and I saw one brother, he's a black brother, smoking. And uh, as soon as he was smoking, and then another white brother came and he said, hey, can I have some puff? <laughs> and he just gave it to him. He, I said, in the era of COVID, they don't even care about that, you know? Because to them, this is my, this is my brother, this is my friend. You see, this is what we need to learn, that life is simple we make it complicated. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I see what Brother Sean is doing, I say, wow, thank God that you sent him to come and join what we are doing. You know, on COVAX, uh, since COVID have started, we have given away almost 400,000 pounds of groceries. Mm -hmm. what, that's, that's almost 20 tons of groceries mm -hmm. since COVID have started. Yes. The neighborhood here, we go around and we talk to them. So maybe you are in the suburb. I want Sean to give us the number where people can call to be able to contact you. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the number that people can call and then, you know, if they can meet you, they can leave a message and the email address, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, my cell phone number is 303 Mm-hmm. 5893213. 303-589-3213. Our website, and you can also email, that might be a little easier even, is jesusoncolfax.org. And if you forget the details, Google the words Jesus and Colfax and we'll pop to the top. Jesusoncolfax.org. And I'm, 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 I'm telling you, if you give to this ministry, you are giving to the poor directly. This is not an organization that when you give to them, then 80% of what you give is, is go to CEO of the organization. No, everything goes to the poor and the needy. And as you do that, the Lord bless you. Let me pray for you and pray for our audience because our time is gone. Father, I want to thank you for bringing Brother Sean to East Colfax. Thank you for making sure that we are not alone here and you have brought another brother to come and join us so that together we make the light of the gospel and your love to shine to the people on Koufax. We ask you continue to protect Brother Sean and his wife and his ministry. Send him help from above, Lord. Together, let your glory shine through us so that your beauty be seen on East Koufax and in Aurora, Denver Metro area, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. amen.